1: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participate in restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items delivery fee and terms apply, see McDonald's.com.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one hundred and twenty-nine of the Stacey West podcast. I'm your host Ben, and Jake is with me this week as Gaz is still unavailable. How are you doing, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to to be the substitute for another another uh, ninety minutes or so. So, um, but no, <laughs> it's been a good week, hasn't it? Really. Obviously, we'll, we'll go into it later, but um, yeah, just happy to be uh, talking about another game of football. That's all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, you know the fact is it's it's basically the end of May at this point. How did that happen, by the way? Um, but also, you know that's time, basically- Ben.
2: That's time. I know. It, but there's, time's- no, there's no, there's no if, buts, or maybes. It's just time. It's just, that's just what happened.
0: Time is broken at this point, Jake. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, to get through um, a very difficult set of semi-finals um to to end up at, at Wembley again is just a phenomenal achievement um from a team that you know finished 16th last season and then got given forty percent lower budget but we'll you know we will we'll obviously discuss that um, but uh, yeah we we'll, we'll, let's let's start off let's let's go through the week um we wouldn't normally do um, like a match sort of review. Uh, on the Thursday of the Saturday game, but seeing as we didn't have a game on Tuesday, thank Christ, um, you know we can we can have that conversation. So I don't think I have ever gone through quite as much as I did last Saturday um, when I was <laughs> watching that game at the stadium of Light. Mm, Um Agreed, agreed. I mean, by half time, I was inconsolable and just a grumpy grumpy bastard (laughs) um like yeah i normally um you know i'll 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 nip upstairs and sort a few bits out here and there um if i've got some writing to do or whatever i'll try and you know get some writing done quickly or anything you know just to over half time just take my mind off it a little bit um but i just didn't want to go back downstairs and watch the second half if i'm honest. you know, it was only when Rach shouted me and she said, oh, you know, second half starting, grandals is on. And um, um, who else came on? Walsh. Came oh, Walsh. Of course it was Walsh. Yeah. Lewis. yeah it was. You're know, going you Mals- to gloat now, Ben, that you, were, that you were right all along last well, week. Well, I, I wasn't going to, but you brought it up just before we started recording. So <laughs> I, um, I, f- I actually forgot I'd done that. I forgot I said that I'd probably bring McGrandles in. Um, and yeah I mean what a difference like I you know trudged downstairs um, and just watched the complete turnaround like everything that I've seen since and you know everything I've listened to all the other podcasts and stuff have just said that Lincoln turned it around in the second half and I I can't I, I can't really disagree with anything that's been said other than some of the channels and some of the places that are saying it was basically because, you know, Sunderland, Sunderland were bad. I didn't think, you know, they came out and they attacked it all that differently. I just thought we were up for it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we, we made them look average. We made them look like a poor side. And, uh, I, let's, let's just get it out of the way. The first half was dreadful. Yeah.
2: Yeah, just before I go on here, I'm just going to have to apologise to not only the listeners of the Stacy West podcast, but also Gary um, for allowing Ben to get one up over me. Um, <laughs> I know the uh, the uh, the way this podcast works. Ben is the uh, is the uh, inferior male, and, and Gary, you are very much the alpha male. But I have let the uh, the co host duties down. But yes, um, I mean, I, I don't really feel like I'm qualified to talk now because Ben got it right. Um, Whatever I say might be wrong, but <laughs> yes, yes, you were right, Ben. grandals uh, and Wolves changed the game, didn't they? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was watching the game with um, a friend of the pod, Chris Conrath, and his family, and my God, we were all bricking it. I assume, uh, was it Ross Stewart that scored the first goal in the, in like the yeah, 12th who, minute?
0: Who I keep hearing as Rod Stewart, and I just think that's, you know, that's, that's wrong. yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. <laughs>
2: But yeah. then they score 20 minutes later and then mm. you're thinking, oh God, well, that's that's the advantage gone. But, you know, you, you talk there about, um, you know, you listen to other podcasts. You know, I listen to, I think it's Graham Falker does Roka Report. I listen to a lot of um, Sunderland media after the game mm. and there was a lot of emphasis on them bottling it. Mm. Uh, I didn't think that was the case at all. But obviously, they dragged themselves level, but they, they weren't ahead for them to bottle it. So potentially we were bottling it. But then Appleton used his big brain, and you know those who, who doubted him when he first came to the football club. Well, they look bigger mugs than I do. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, whatever he said at halftime, I want a recording of it, and I want it playing as my alarm clock every morning because there will be absolutely <laughs> no doubt I will get out of bed quickly and with a purpose.
2: He said he couldn't repeat it, didn't he? I think yeah. he said to Michelle Owen after the game that he, he couldn't repeat it. So clearly, uh, he gave uh, the players a bit of a rocket. But to be fair, I mean, I, I think they probably deserved it off off mm. the first half. You could tell. The thing is, I think you could tell that the players were scared. I don't mm. know what I don't know what you thought they were. You know, they were they were definitely you know fearing those ten thousand Sunderland supporters, and and they, they obviously got on the players' backs, and you could just tell that playing out from the back we weren't quite our usual selves. you know Regan Paul was yeah for the first goal I don't like normally like to point the finger but Regan Paul did not know what he's been that far up the of the pitch for mm. and obviously we lose the ball and they counter and McGeady puts a McGeady ball in and but um we looked unlike ourselves but then obviously we made the, the changes with Connor and, and Joe coming on at half time and it's bad for Lewis. Obviously, Lewis and, and Anthony both had really good seasons, Scully and Ronson. So, obviously, they were disappointed to be dragged off, but I'm really glad they were.
0: I mean, I think the thing is with um, with Scully in particular was that he just wasn't getting anywhere near the ball. Um, and, you know, that that was primarily due to the fact that I think we were just overrun pretty much everywhere. Like there was no, there was no chance of getting the ball up to the front three or, you know, the front, you know, the the front line. Um, it was just, it was hard to watch because it was, you know, you, you can have all of the pace and all the energy in the world, but when you can't get your foot on the ball, you just look a little bit like headless chicken. And unfortunately, you know, it's no indictment on Scully at all. It was just the way that the game was going. And it was the way that it was, you know, being taken away from us. um, but I think you're right about uh, about Paul. Um, it's it's not a you know it, it's not a trait that that I like to have either. I don't like picking out individual players and individual mistakes. But it was the f- you know for for both of the goals really, McGeady was left with somebody that shouldn't have been left. You know he shouldn't have been left with. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, it's not to say Ben that that Paul's been bad because
0: Regan Paul's been oh, really,
2: no. really, really impressive since he's come to the football club. Absolutely, like, he's, like he, he had a really shaky start. He had a bit mm. of a shaky start, but he's massively turned it around. And I think, you know, we were all sort of worried that, you know, Aoma wasn't playing at right back because obviously we went on that really good run with Aoma at the um, at right back in the first half mm. of the season. But Regan came in. He had a lot of a lot of pressure on his shoulders, and I think he's done really well. Obviously. Yeah. that 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 error will be highlighted because it's a really important game and if yeah. we had gone out would we be
0: blaming him well maybe but no i mean you know i'm not i'm not i'm not singling him out for for you know for for criticism overall i think you know he improved much you know massively in the second half as was proven by the fact that he hit the bar but you know the um it it's more the the fact that that was a moment you know that there was two moments in the first half where I think he potentially just drifted away from his man a little bit um and unfortunately when that man's Ada McGee. he's gonna punish you um it's trouble yeah so um i mean it, you know the first half was was what it was um and you know the, the fact that the lads came out in the second half and just pushed and pushed and pushed and i think you could, you could sort of sense that goal coming, but when it did hit the back of the net, there was just such a massive sense of relief. Um, I think that was it more than anything else for me, it was just the relief of that goal going in, not the... Um, it, it wasn't so much joy. I mean, obviously that was there, but, you know, it was just that relief of, oh, thank God we're back in front and just, you know, knowing that we had the upper hand at that point and knowing how good we'd been up to that point in the second half. It was just... I I don't think there was too much doubt that we would let it slip again. Um, mainly because it felt like Michael would probably throttle them if they did. <laughs> um, but um yeah, I mean you know, I think there was there were some other good chances for us. Uh, I think uh Paul hitting the bar, obviously, you know, Conor McGrandles um getting free and, and just putting it over the top of the bar. Uh and then of course, you know, the the penalty um which was uh won by McGrandles, and then, I mean, it wasn't a great penalty, but be fair to Lee Burge, it was a really good save. Um, And, you know, I I don't think anybody would begrudge us walking out of that, you know, uh, over the two legs at least, um, with with the win. Um, What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I think, I I did think at the time, though, that that penalty was going to be a a bit of a turning point when George missed Mm. it. I was really worried because obviously that got the the fans back on uh, on the on the Sunderland side and for most of that first half and even after the goal um you know we'd kept the crowd quite you know they weren't very vocal were they considering mm-hmm. they were pretty much back in the tie even Stevens and just wanted to give a quick shout out to to Hopper for the uh I think you probably win <laughs> a shit out of it from the Peter Clark's podcast because that was absolutely fantastic. One of the the Shearer in front of the Sunderland fans, and, and uh, even Toff got on, on board. Your best mate Ben. So, um, but yeah, I, I've got I've literally just completely gone off the topic. What was I talking about?
0: Uh, we were we were talking about uh, how they kept you know how they kept the fans quiet.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, it was. Um, it was good, wasn't it? The, to say there were ten thousand in there at the end of at the end of the game, it, it didn't really feel, sound like he did it. You know, all the boos and all the mm. all the whistles. So, um,
0: I mean, it was the yeah. fact that as well when they when they went behind in the tie, it was it was eerily quiet. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like there was that force of nature behind them to kind of try and will them on to, to get back in the game. Yeah. Um, and then the only real thing that that did spur him on was uh, was the penalty save. Which, I mean, when the penalty was given, I don't think that the Sky commentator even noticed. Um, well, I didn't know so, it was a penalty. I didn't yeah, know I mean, it was a, I don't know about you. Because he, well, I, I knew it was because he, he. I could see him just pointing to the spot. But it was it was more the fact that you know he said, "Oh, he's gone down," and is has he given a penalty? I was like, oh, I don't know. Who's he giving it to, Sky? Because I still don't know who Sunderland is <laughs> playing.
2: <laughs> oh, that was awful. of the TV coverage after the game.
0: I it was just—it you know, was before, over, during, uh, and after. Oh,
2: uh, straight over the over the fact that we'd knocked big, massive club Sunderland out of the out of the playoffs, and uh, straight onto well, Sunderland's got a rebuild on in this summer, haven't they? Core blindly, they've got loads of players out of contract. Lee Johnson's got a well, I don't care.
0: Yeah, I don't,
2: frankly, I don't get—I don't care. I just want to know what Appleton and what the players said after the game. I don't—I don't care about Chris Maguire and Charlie Wyke all that being out. A contract. It
0: doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we've said it before that. I think I've said it before, and Gaza sort of said, "Well, you know, maybe it's just a perceived, uh, a perceived bias because you know, obviously, we've got our we've got our Lincoln City tinted glasses on." But I, I can't. I just can't even begin to defend some of the stuff that was going on in that. In that game, you know, I don't know how many times they mentioned how many fans were in the ground. A lot, <laughs> you know, the, how many was it then? I I there can't was 10,000. It was 10,000, Jake. You know, 10,000 fans of Sergio Malik seemed to be their catchphrase for the day. <laughs> uh, and then it was, you know, I think at one point somebody said that uh, they referred to Alex Palmer as the Lincoln Keeper.
2: <laughs> so, like, said Cracking research. I wonder where, I wonder how they employ their, their pundits sometimes. Mm. Obviously, the Oxford game as well, but I don't know if you watched the Oxford game earlier in the season. They had um, an Oxford representative, didn't they? And, uh, was it yeah, Jamie, yeah. Jamie Mackey they had, but no mm. Lincoln voice, no voice for Lincoln. So, I mean, obviously, we've got, you know, you said earlier, we've got our glasses on uh, red and white stripes, but I think we're probably justified a little bit.
0: And that's the thing. I think normally... I probably sit there and and look at it and go, yeah, that's fair. You know, like I'm taking I'm taking offence at something that's not maybe not really there, and I'm just looking too much into it. But like you said, to to go from the full time whistle and within what a couple of minutes talking about how Sunderland going to rebuild from this, I was just thinking we've just gone from non league to the playoff, you know, champ- uh, to the League One play. Yeah, gone from Don't to curse to it, Ben. Yeah, we've gone from non-league. <laughs> you were going to say non-league to the championship. No, I was saying, oh, I was going to say, God. you know, we've gone from non-league to the League One player final in a space of four years, and all you want to talk about is how Sunderland have, you know, shanked it basically. So, I, it was so disappointing, but at the same time. I kind of didn't care because I just yeah. had tears running down my face because we were going to Wembley, you know?
2: Oh, you cry baby. Who cares we won? Who cares? <laughs> we're going to Wembley, they in. You know, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, is there any, any other thoughts that you want to put forward from you know from that game? And, and not really...
2: really. I mean, not really. Um Obviously, it was it was just great to win, wasn't it? And to shut everybody up because, I, you know, you listen to all the preview podcasts and, and people out there, they're going, oh, well, you know, you expect someone to to uh, to easily get past Lincoln or, you know, they expected it to be tight, but something to go through. And we've sort of just fucked that up
0: for everybody, really. So,
2: um,
0: <laughs> one make to continue. Absolutely. Um, and, I, you know, having said all of this, I never thought I'd be this happy to lose a game 2-1. <laughs> like just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable Gary is pulling his hair out you said that Ben you know that don't you why
2: you don't like to lose games of football Ben we never like to lose games of football
0: oh yeah but if you had anything other than a smile on your face at the end of the game on Saturday
2: I had an arrest
0: there is <laughs> 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 okay well moving on um, <laughs> Uh, I mean that's obviously led to to the other big story of the week. Um, i I almost don't want to talk about this because like we knew the situation going into it. The club knew the situation going into it. If we got to Wembley, we would only be allocated around four thousand tickets. Now that is a shit situation. We all know it's a shit situation. But it's the current rules. Like, you know, there was nothing that could be done about it. Um, it's why there were 10,000 fans in the Stadium of Light. And a lot of people I saw were saying, well, how come they can have 10,000 Sunderland fans in, but we can only have 4,000 Lincoln fans in at the at the final? It's like, because Wembley is a neutral venue. They've got to allow fans in from both teams. And they can only have a total capacity of 10,000. Like that, that was the bit that I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what people couldn't understand about that. Um, obviously there's been quite a lot of people that have said that they're, they're not going to go due to the ticketing fiasco, whether that's a case of them not being able to sit with family or just the sheer price of it. I mean, we we were, we, we went in on the ballot, so we, we got a a ticket, you know, each from the rage, um, in the in the, the normal ballot and that was fifty five pounds I think ours came out at. So we've been put in the higher pricing bracket and it's I understand if you've got a family of you know if you've got a family of four and you all want to go to Wembley, that suddenly becomes, you know, two hundred quid for a day out. Then you've got to get to London. Then you've got to, you know, feed yourself and keep yourself watered. It's like it suddenly becomes a horrendously expensive day out. Um that I don't think many people would potentially been able to budget for so it's it's a shame you know and I think the the overall feeling that I have of this is just a little bit of sadness because this is going to be the biggest day in the club's history arguably and all that people are doing at the moment is is bickering and whinging about a situation that's completely out of the club's control um and it's, it's just a little, you know, it's a little bit heartbreaking. Um, I mean, obviously, you've had a, a bit of a, a situation this week with, with your ticket as well, um, because yeah. you've, not, you've not renewed for 2020-21. Uh, for so mm. um, we had a discussion earlier on in the week where you were saying it was going to, you know, looking incredibly unlikely that you'd be able to go. But I believe you got your hands on a ticket in the... I've got a golden ticket. Yeah. Um-
2: <laughs> 521st I was in that queue uh, and I joined at about 5 to 7 and Mm. um, obviously um, I feel very fortunate to have got one because I know people um, you know there are people who are close to me in my football family that were season ticket holders in 1920 and haven't been able to get one so you know I do feel privileged obviously but you know it's just a day that I you know luckily I can afford and it was just you know it's a day that I just couldn't miss Um, obviously going from you know I was Going around asking anybody, I think I tweeted out the day of the announcement of only four thousand fans were given tickets or three eight or whatever it was, and I was desperate and begging, thinking, "Oh God, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get a ticket." But you know, ever so fortunate, it sort of fell into my lap. And I do feel really, you know, it's bad for the club, isn't it? Really, it's I feel mm-hmm. bad for them because they've been forced into a situation, obviously they don't want 4,000 Lincoln fans to be there. They want 40,000. And, you know, I think we could easily, you know, in a non COVID world, I think we could probably, you know, just about fit that in, but, you know, the club were pressured and, um, Fortunately, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've all seen with the Black, uh, not Blackpool, um, Brentford and Swansea situation how um, I don't think that quite sits easily with me that they've been given an extra 1,000 tickets each but no. League 1 and League 2 haven't. That doesn't quite sit well with me because, well, for reasons that it means that we can't get another 1,000 Lincoln City supporters in and, I mean, it, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be strange but, you know, I've not been to a game, Ben, since Burton at home. I couldn't mm-hmm. not turn uh, you know I couldn't turn the opportunity to go down because you know, I can afford it, so very privileged but um,
0: yeah, I mean I think grateful. I think the thing that you've you touched on there is obviously the you know the championship playoff situation which <sighs> deep sigh. <laughs> i mean it is it, the thing that pisses me off about it is that there was you know i mean i I know for a fact that the club did absolutely everything that they possibly could to try and get essentially all three of the playoff finals um, moved into that testing bracket or whatever it is they needed to do to get a test event. Um, and I know that they were basically to, you know, not back and so that there wouldn't be any, uh, any benefit to it in terms of a, you know, um, a, a health perspective. Now, I completely understand that there are still restrictions in place. You know, there will be till the end, uh, well, till the 21st of June, I think it is, you know, that there'll be, there'll be restrictions in place, which mean that it's only going to be 10,000 people in the stadium, regardless of the capacity. So, I mean, you know, they could be, they could be in a a stadium with, you know, a hundred thousand capacity and they'd still only be able to have 10,000 in there. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, But, I understand that those restrictions are in place and yes it's shit but you've got to kind of you've kind of got to look at it and accept that as, as hard as it is um, and I know there's probably going to be people listening to this going oh well that's easy for you to say because you have got a ticket it's Like, I'd resign myself to watching the game on my sofa on Sunday like I'd prepared for that eventuality because I just thought you know what if I don't get a ticket fine I've, I've, I've seen my club at Wembley once I've seen us win at Wembley and i'd love to go but if i don't get a ticket i don't get a ticket that's the end of it um the unfortunate thing is that i I still think there's a lot of people out there that don't they're seeing everything as if it's a hell of a lot easier than it is you know there's um there's a lot of people saying oh we'll just make it a test event It's it's not that easy you know, the, the club have pushed for that at every possible avenue. And the ironic thing is that a lot of people saying, oh, make it a test event, are the same people that are, ram- you know, railing against COVID passports and, you know, oh, I'm not getting the vaccine because F that, you know, and I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that way of thinking here. But um, it's just so disappointing. But unfortunately, we can't change it. Um, but the thing that does annoy me is that championship have been given special privilege because it's the biggest game in English football because it means that they could potentially jump up to the Premier League They'll, one of the teams will jump up to the Premier League and be given a £100 million payday already it's like great okay so what what does that mean for the other two games oh nothing cheers cheers lads yeah. I'm a bit distracted Ben I, literally everyone's telling
2: me they've got their tickets I've still not got mine
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: first, first world problems I know
0: <laughs> i should say we are recording this a little bit later than we normally would do um on a thursday so uh, we are currently awaiting all of our ticket emails but um mine's not come through yet either but um you know the it's it's a shit situation i think everybody understands that and i completely get why people have decided to go and watch it in a pub or go and watch it around a mate's house or whatever like i i totally understand that because I think if it was, you know, if, if, if there was me and Rach and, you know, if, if we had a, a kid that we were taking, I would feel uncomfortable about potentially being split up from them. You know, that that's the kind of position that they're being put in. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can turn it into a bit of a noise, uh, you know, a bit of a cacophony anyway, because we certainly did at the bank last week. Um, but, you know. It, it's unfortunate. We've just got to make the absolute best of it. Um, you know, anyone that is going, just make sure that you sound. You end up sounding like I did last week, um, because it is just going to be crazy. And uh, yeah, uh, we are. Yeah, it it just sounds. It sounds really strange to say it, but we're ninety minutes from the championship. Yeah,
2: props to the people in the ticket office as well. Like, Absolutely, really well, really well done. On, Absolutely, like Organising I, I, all this
0: Yeah I, I can't praise them Highly enough I mean there have been problems With Ticketmaster that is not the club's fault There have been problems with The allocation that is not the club's fault And you know the, the people That are working at the club And this isn't me you know this isn't us blowing smoke Because we, we will criticise The club when we need to but Jesus Christ They have worked Their asses off to get to You know to get this sorted And um Hopefully, there you know, there's going to be a couple of them that are due uh, a nice long break uh, in one of the green zones uh, shortly <laughs> um, because it's just I, I, I feel for them. You know, I feel for everybody. And I said this on, on Twitter earlier. I said I feel for the people that haven't been able to get a ticket, the people that, you know, they had a slip up with their 2019 2020 season ticket um and that meant that they were getting the ineligible message you know i feel sorry for the fans that don't have a season ticket that can't go and i feel for the, the the staff at the club they're getting pelters it's like this is supposed to be like i said the biggest game in the club's history and all people can think to do at the minute is sling mud at the club or certain people i should say not everybody most people are understanding of it but all certain people seem to be able to do is just sling mud at the club to um to to criticize them for a lot of things that are really out of, out of their hands so uh, yeah absolutely it's the
2: hashtag ben the hashtag ben hashtag lincoln city in face well, it's ha- well i was going to say hashtag imps as one when everybody's just acting for their own you know mm. you know you know profiting for themselves so probably need to take note of you know the club's hashtag and and you know stick together and hope we just get promoted on sunday when we can all go back to the bank you know
0: 100% um Or whenever they start the season. Yeah, I'd I'd like to, you know, I'd like to sort of say that we're in a a decent enough position to sort of get a message out, which, you know, I I just want to say that if anybody is is sitting there bitching and moaning about uh, the club or whatever, just put that aside. And from the point this podcast goes out, let's just get behind them, you know, get behind the team and let's focus on Sunday. (laughs) Because we are in for an absolute treat of a playoff final. Um, it's it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be massive. It's going to be a hell of a game. Um, as I said, listen to quite a few podcasts this week and um, nobody can really seem to call it, uh, which is something that, you know, it, it sounds like it's going in on a knife edge. And it's only when you realise The reason that they're finding difficulty Calling it Is because Blackpool haven't beaten us this season Um, You know Obviously the the game away Finished 3-2 It was a bit of a crazy game If I remember rightly There were two penalties
2: Uh, Yeah both uh, Brendan Johnson One was from uh, Dimitri Mitchell And the other was James Husband Who got sent off That's
0: it yeah And then um, Obviously the, the more recent game When we were kind of We were coming out the back end of a a very tricky situation uh, with injuries and COVID and all the rest of it and, you know, 2-0 down, you think, oh Christ, here we go again. But when, you know, when the lads battled back to get it back to 2 all, that really felt like a win more than, you know, than a draw, didn't it? Yeah, it
2: did. Um, I didn't manage to to get to the, well, watch the game because I was at work at the time. But, you know, from what I could tell of the highlights and, and speaking to Blackpool fans, they were, you know, thinking that we were absolutely walking it against us at Central Bank, and you know, put up, up Pops Lincoln in the last ten minutes. You know, as we have done ever since. Really, we got promoted out of the National League, haven't we? You know, those late goals, and was it it was Scully and and Johnson, wasn't it, that they got the goals that day? And I
0: think, I think that's
2: so, yeah. quite that's quite a psychological thing for Blackpool to have to go through, knowing that they've conceded four goals in the last fifteen minutes or so in both of the games against Lincoln, and. Obviously, I'm hearing that their um, one of their main players, Dan Ballard, on loan from Arsenal, might not be able to. You know, might not be fit for the final, which would be okay. a massive, massive boost for us. Ben, he has been. I'm not sure if you watched the playoff game against Oxford on Sky on on Friday, but he was immense that day. And yeah, he uh, he might not be fit, and they might have to bring someone like potessa back in. And and Paul, Blackpool fans aren't worried about that, but obviously. The, Dan Ballard is a, is a Rolls Royce of a defender, very much like Joe Walsh is ours.
0: So um, it's one to keep an eye out on, really. And, well, fingers crossed for us, he's not fit. <laughs> uh, you know, never nice to wish injury on a player, but uh, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> like, uh, screw yeah. that. Screw <laughs> that. one on promotion, <laughs> then. What
2: about
0: you? I mean, yeah, looking at it going in, obviously Blackpool are on a, a very strong very strong runner form. Um, you look at the last, you know, the, the last six, I think it is, they've got five wins and a draw. And when you consider that, you know, that that draw was three all in one of the most bonkers playoff games until the following day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was crazy. Like they've had a really, really good run to to cement their place in the playoffs. And I think um, I was actually speaking to um a friend in the the games industry today who happens to be a Blackpool fan. Um, And I said, just kind of jokingly, I went, so if you lose on Sunday, can you not cut us off from your company's communications, please? Because we quite (laughs) like it. Um, But, like, you know, they sort of said that it feels like this is the the teams that have been the most consistent throughout the season that deserve to be in the playoff final. Um, I know that, you know, I think Blackpool go into it as favourites. Not gonna, not gonna sugarcoat that. And like I said, a lot of people are saying it's too close to call. But I mean, I, I just don't know. I, I really don't know what to think about you know going into it because I think we've said before these games are basically cup football, and when it comes to cup football, it's really difficult to predict it. Um, I think. Um, the the biggest threat is obviously going to be Jerry Yates. Um, he, I think Ellis
2: Sims wants a word as well. I think Sims wants a word. He's yeah, pretty good for them back after the season.
0: Yeah, I mean you know Sims has got what uh,
2: ten goals, goals ten goals eight. in the
0: league. Uh, I think it's eight. I, I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure it's eight. Okay, I know Yates has hit over twenty, hasn't he? Um, yeah, Yates has got twenty two. Right, but yeah, it's um, you know it's just a they've got, they just seem to get goals. I mean, you you look at a lot of the games and I don't really think they've won many, you know, many games one nil. It always seems to be two or three. Um, So they've got that, you know, they've they've got the, uh, the attacking prowess, but it's just whether they can, uh, whether they can keep a clean sheet is going to be the key. And I know obviously they have done with quite a few games recently, but I mean, that, the the, the three all final was just nuts to watch. Um yeah. So I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't I don't know which Blackpool team are gonna show up. I don't know which Lincoln team are gonna show up. Um but either way I think we're guaranteed a very entertaining game of football on Sunday. Um if you what are your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah I think I think the last time me and you previewed a game with Blackpool, Ben, we were um, <laughs> extremely positive, weren't we? Uh, saying, "Oh, you know,"
0: I was trying to gloss uh, over that.
2: Yeah, they're like they—they they were like, "What were they? Fourteen unbeaten, thirteen unbeaten," and and I think we were on our, one of those um, on our really bad run of form, weren't we? So obviously, it, it's uh, flipped round a bit. Obviously, you look at the goals that Blackpool's conceded against Oxford, and that doesn't really remind me of Blackpool this season. I think statistically they've been the best team in the league since um, the first nine games of the season, so what's that 35, 30 games of the season they've been the best, they've picked up the most points scored the most goals, kept the most clean sheets. so yeah, I think I was listening to the um, the Not Top 20 podcast on my way back from work uh, back from Lincoln from work this uh, today and they were pretty much saying exactly what you're saying it's on a knife edge Um they expect goals. I mean, I think both teams will probably score. Um, obviously, we're very good going forward. We're very good at the back and Blackpool are very similar. So, obviously, you mentioned Yates and Sims, but you've also got the likes of, you know, Elliot Embleton, who it was at Grimsby the year we got promoted out of League Two. He's uh, he's on loan there from Sunderland. And mm. He scored a really good, really good goal in the, um, in the playoff games. Obviously, they've got players like Kenny Dougal, uh, just won his first Australian call-up um, this last week. Um, they've got some good players. Blackpool, really good squad. I really rate the manager Neil Critchley. Obviously, he was at uh, Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp, and he had a really sort of tricky, tricky for a uh, couple of the first couple of months. Obviously, with COVID,
0: and then you know they went, I think they only won two in the first nine. And
1: mm. So I was really, really unsure lot.
0: about. I, I was really unsure about Critchley when he came in because it was. It was another one where he'd, I think he was in the Liverpool youth setup, if I'm
2: under 23s, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so, you know, obviously, a manager who was in the you know the 23s, he was, didn't necessarily have a huge amount of first team experience. And to come into Blackpool and do what he's done, I think he's done a phenomenal job. Um, you know, he really, he's up, there for
2: manager of the, he's up there for manager of the year, I think, yeah, because you look at I mean, I, I'm looking at my predictions now, I got Blackpool. To finish ninth, uh, eighth, sorry, and us to finish ninth, and uh, obviously, you know, you, you just see the game, especially the first leg at Oxford. That is what Blackpool are really all about, aren't they? They're they're direct, they're opposite mm. to what we are, they're direct, which is it feels very strange saying that as a Lincoln fan <laughs> that another team is direct <laughs> against us, you know, given Matt Reed and players that we've had like Chris Bright and Paquette and Jefferson Louis up front, absolutely massive units. Mm. And, um, yeah, um, they're a really good side, Blackpool. So, I mean, I'm a little bit worried. Uh, I'm not going to be as negative as I was last time when we played them. So,
0: um, (laughs) I mean, I don't think that's possible, to be honest with you, Jake.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, we did get a bit of backlash, didn't we? Um, Just a bit. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and Gaz came back on as, you know, the all happy dancing (laughs) bloke <laughs> that he is uh, made us look absolute tools but no it's it's a really exciting game I think out of the three playoff games it's the one that's maybe not so obvious you know both teams are, are quite comfortable of blowing each other out of the water you know Brentford-Swansea you probably think Brentford will clear that and then Morecambe-Newport you might have a different opinion but I think Morecambe have got that sort of in the back so it's okay. the game that's, that's, on a, that's on a knife edge and I mean I, I said to you, I, before we started recording, I'm really nervous. Like I've got, my stomach is, I just can't feel my stomach at the minute, whether it was probably something I've eaten, but <laughs> it's, I'm really nervous. And the fact that, you know, that I'm going on Sunday is not going to help my nerves whatsoever. So let's just not get it down to a penalty shootout like the Europa League last night, because I don't think I'd be able
0: to, to handle it. I mean, I think for me, I think the the two things that I really don't want to happen I really don't want it to go down to penalties, and I really don't want it to be decided on, you know, a shit decision that's going to cause yeah. outrage. Like whether that's for us or whether that's for Blackpool, I, I just yeah. want it to be, you know, like the posh penalty. I, if, if the game's decided on a penalty like that, I'd, I'm just going to be so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But would you back Palms to score a penalty? Would you yeah. get them to, uh, do De Gea? <laughs> How many keepers up and down the country are practising those right now?
2: Uh, I think Palms is going to stick at the top corner. He's so good at his <laughs> feet, isn't he?
0: It's true. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to call it. I mean, obviously, I want us to win. Um, and I know that we can win because we've beaten them once this season already. Um, I think... I don't think the players are going to need Ging up. You know, I don't think they're going to need that rocket up their arse like they got on on Saturday. Um, I think if we come out fighting, if we come out with the same intensity that we did in the second half against Sunderland and we did in the first uh, first leg, I think we can do it. I really do think we can do it. And, um, you know, it's not that's not just blind optimism either. You know, we've seen what this team are capable of this season. Um, we know what Blackpool are capable of as well, but when this team is on the game, we set it all the way through the you know the back half of the season. If we had those players fit, you know, we'd pretend you know we'd potentially be top two. And I think now that we've got those players fit, we need to you know they, they're, they're going to step up and and do it. Um. So with too much positivity, said, Ben. Too much
2: positivity. I don't. <laughs> I don't think the listeners are going to have to take this.
0: <laughs> With that being said,
2: score prediction, let's go. Oh, you're going to make me go first? Yeah, go on. Really? Oh, okay, all right, all right. 2-1, um, 2-1 two, uh, two after extra time, I think. I can just see a George Grant penalty sort of like 108th minute or 109th minute just, you know, in front of us as well. I can, I can, I've had dreams about it. might just be me, but it's, it's going to be dreams about George Grant. Okay. I, I, right. I, I, you know, you'd be difficult to find a Lincoln city supporter. That's not <laughs> this season. Um, that's very true. I think, yeah. So I think George is, I think George is going to win it and, and send us up.
0: Okay. I am going to say also two one, and I think it's going to be decided in the 90. It'll be late. But I think it's going to be decided in the 90s. I think we're probably going to go ahead and then Blackpool are going to claw it back. And then it's going to be a very, very nervy last 15 minutes. And then it will probably be George Grant. Because apparently I am a script writer for incredibly cheesy football based films. Um, well,
2: yeah. Or we could just get Gaz to write. Well, this has got nil nil written over it again. Yeah. And, uh, well, we know what that, what that did throughout the course of the season, didn't we?
0: Yeah. No, that's a fair shout. Um, so, Gaz, if you are listening, uh, predict a nil nil, please, mate. It'll be fine. Um, I don't think Gaz will listen. <laughs> I can say what I like then. Um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I just I'm 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 really looking forward to it, and you know. I'm going to say this on the podcast so you can hold me to it. But regardless of what happens um, on Saturday, I I don't think anybody could, you know, have the right to be angry if it doesn't go our way. Um, Unless there is a contentious decision. That's the only caveat I'll add to it. But given the season that we've had, given where we were... Not, I'm not going back to that whole, you know, look at where we were five years ago thing because it's getting a little bit tired. But look at where we were at the start of the season. You know, we, we were told that the budget was going to have to be slashed by forty percent. We'd just come off a season that had been curtailed due to, you know, to COVID, and we didn't know where we were going to be. You know, we, we sort of expected to finish around where we did last season, and if we'd not had the problems and the, the bumps in the road that we did have. You know, we wouldn't have needed the playoffs, but the fact is that we do. And regardless of you know whether we come away with uh, with the win and the trophy on Saturday um, uh, on Sunday, or if you know Blackpool are victorious, I think everybody should really you know take a bit of a a look at this this club this season and just say that the job that's been done on and off the field has been superb in the circumstances and. I don't really think anybody can say anything other than that they're incredibly proud of what we've achieved this season. We've um, got a football
2: club to be proud of. Absolutely. Um, not yes. many there aren't many clubs in the uh, support groups in the country that can that can say that we've got a football club that we know are, are, are ambitious um you know they're not going to put the club's future at risk though like you see some owners doing and you know as a, a support group we are very fortunate that that the the, um, the club is run by the people who it is, and yeah. also that we, you know, that we've got some very good people around the club. You know, this might this isn't us blowing smoke at the club's ass, but yeah, we're very fortunate, and we, we've got a football club to be proud of. There's not, as I said, there's not many people that can that can
0: say that. Hundred percent. So, um, with that, unless you want to have a brief chat about the the other playoff games, because I know that I watched. Um, i think i watched uh how many were there overall there was 12 wasn't there t-
2: to be honest ben they weren't they weren't lincoln city related i was gonna <laughs> ask you about the, i was gonna ask you about the kit was
0: oh yeah of course yes yeah, sorry yeah
2: kit teaser came out um, yeah tonight, sorry yeah I, d-
0: I completely forgot about that I've been out, that's oh, been out for a few God. hours so Bloody <laughs> hell. mate i've been busy um by the time this is live I believe the new kit will have been unveiled, and uh, from the teasers that have been posted today, there was a little teaser video of um, I think it was eighty two, eighty three, of a goal being scored in the eighty two eighty three campaign, and then a, a sort of quick glimpse of some socks, um, and then in the, uh, the the club shop sent out an email with Remy Harris in the in the photo. Um, yeah. And it looks like it's gone back to proper thick red and white stripes um, based on that 82-83 kit. And I've got to say, I'm a That's massive good. fan. I'm a yeah. massive fan of this whole let's modernise retro kits thing that the club have done yeah. uh, this season and, and you know uh, next season. So
2: And the sponsor as well, Ben. Obviously, so there's-, uh, there's, there's no... Um, there's not just gonna be one sponsor on on the kits this year, is it? There? There's gonna be five um different ones throughout the course of the year, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one for me. Um
2: Knox County did something similar a couple of years ago, I seem to think. Yeah, they're but had, Notts they County had Jake,
0: shit
2: they had, they had Jake Bug on the front of the of the shirt, so he's <laughs> sort of hoping that someone like uh, oh god, I'm gonna try to think of a singer that the pod listeners will know that aren't Sort of like, so like having somebody like Abba printed on the front of the shirt.
0: <laughs> I mean, it you know, could how be worse. Who would that be? It could be Ed Sheeran.
2: Oh, Ben. Ben, no, no, you just insulted your co-host there. That's that's not. You are conveniently Gary will, be dis- Gary will be distraught. He looks just like Ed Sheeran.
0: <laughs> but you are conveniently forgetting that, of course, Ed Sheeran is sponsoring Ipswich this season. Oh, of course, he is. Yeah. What am I? so? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, commercial income and revenue and stuff. I don't, I don't know or understand most of that side of the business, and I wouldn't claim to. And I know the club need money, but it—that's the first bit that made me kind of just stop and go. Oh, not sure on that because there are going to be shirt collectors out there that will want all five and then they've said also that they're going to do one without a sponsor on it so you can put your own one on later if you want so Hmm. does that mean that that person's gonna have to buy six shirts this season and then (laughs) six away shirts and then six third shirts um who knows i don't know but like it's it's an interesting concept i will say that um and obviously you know it's going to result in an increased revenue for the club which is only going to be a good thing but i think i'll probably have to wait and see who the sponsors are um I think you
2: can I think you can um if you buy a shirt I feel like you can get any of the five sponsors printed on it for no charge.
0: Yes. I think I read that
2: in the statement. Um
0: Yeah, uh, so I think they've said that you can buy any one of the five um or one without a sponsor and then get them to add the, whichever sponsor you want on later on for free yeah. of charge. So yeah. I I've got to say, I quite like the idea of just having a red and white shirt with no sponsor on it. Depending on who the sponsors are, because as, you know, me and Gaz have said before that the um, sometimes the sponsor makes the shirt, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: I really like the Peregrine, the Peregrine sponsor yeah. this year. It looks really good on on all the kits, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully, yeah, by the time this is uh, by the time this podcast live. You should be able to see the new uh, home kit and uh, I think they've said the away kit and the third kit will be released in the sort unveiled, sorry, in the summer. So um, if you if you like it, get a pre-order in, I guess, um, and hopefully it's it's looking good. But I just like the fact that it's gone back to big, chunky red and white stripes because I'm a chunky boy, I guess. I don't know. Oh, ben.
2: <laughs> Why do you not listen to this? This is awful thanks Easy. well be- oh, never mind you know what <laughs> i'll leave it for off air
0: <laughs> well okay um i mean yeah i did say did you want to have a quick chat about the the other playoff games because of the 12 i think i watched about nine of them and some of them were batshit mental let's not uh, beat about the bush particularly that last game of the uh, of the semi-finals um, oh, the newport you- game yeah the newport forest green game mm. Yeah, absolutely. And Kevin Ellison,
2: you know, getting promoted to League One's easy, Ben, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Dale Vince, <laughs> it is if your name's Kevin Ellison. Um, um, to be honest hopefully. with you, like to be honest, I know you said that you, you're picking uh, Morecambe in um, that game. I'm picking Newport for the sole reason that Kevin Ellison has an axe to grind. And when Kevin Ellison, when Kevin <laughs> Ellison has an axe to grind, you do not get in his way. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah I I reckon You know he's obviously The oldest player to score In the playoffs I reckon he's going to be The oldest player to score In the playoff final Um, Because he's going to be Like a man possessed On Monday
2: Put your money Where your mouth is Ben boy
0: (laughs) Tell you what If I went for a treble And got all three I'd be a happy chap But uh, I don't think I will Um, Cool Is there anything else That you want to Have a chat about Before we disappear Jake?
2: No I've got work in the morning I need to go to bed So (laughs) so uh no it's been great it's been uh it's good it's um been good deputizing gaz um just whilst he's having a nice little luxury break down south somewhere so uh yeah feel free to go on holiday again or ben you know you can leave as well It'd be great
0: is that just uh you can go on holiday or i can just yeah leave?
2: no go on holiday just come <laughs> back for a couple of weeks
0: the podcast <laughs> will be in absolute
2: pieces <laughs>
0: Well, I will see what I can do Just for you, Jake, you'll be fine Brilliant Um, So yeah, anyone that is, you know, heading heading over to Wembley Maybe this has been part of your journey down um, In which case I can only apologise Otherwise, (laughs) um, you know, if you're going to be there Just make as much noise as you possibly can If you're going to be watching at home Get behind them as much as you can as well Because I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a day Regardless of what the result is but it'd be really nice to win up in a championship, wouldn't it? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. All right, well, up the imps and here we go. We're off to Wembley. See you later, guys.
1: So, 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip?